What is going on, everyone? My name is Colin, also known as The Decade Investor, and welcome back to The Decade Investor Podcast. Now, one thing that I always preach, I always talk about, is time in the market beats timing the market. Time in the market beats timing the market. And as you all know, I'm data-driven, so of course, in this episode, I have a study with data, historical numbers, to help prove my point. But see, there's two things here with timing the market. Number one is, let alone it's statistically nearly impossible to do and time the market perfectly. But also number two is when you're timing the market, you have to be right twice. You have to buy at the right time. You have to buy low and then you have to sell high and do that right. So you have to guess the low one and then you have to guess the high and get that right too. So when you're timing the market, You don't have to be right once, you have to be right twice. And the best strategy, in my opinion, for most of us is to not even try to time the market at all. I don't try to time the market, I just try to get in the market. I am time in the market versus timing the market. So in this episode, I wanna go through a study by Charles Schwab, I'll have it linked down in the show notes below, you can check it out and, and read more of it. But it basically takes five investing styles and compares them to help us understand why timing the market is A, nearly impossible, but also B, it shows that even if you were to perfectly time the market in history, using real numbers, historical data, that you wouldn't even really outperform that much someone who just gets in the market. So let me walk through what this study says. So there's five people. You have Peter Perfect, Ashley Action, Matthew Monthly, Rosie Rotten, and Larry linger. Those are the five people. Basically what they did is each of these five hypothetical people received $2,000 at the beginning of every year for the 20 years ending in 2022. The money that they put in the market is in an S&P 500 index. And this is how it worked. Peter Perfect was a perfect market timer. He had incredible skill or luck, mostly luck, and was able to place his $2,000 every year into the market at the lowest possible point. So for example, in 2003, he had $2,000. Rather than putting it into the market at the beginning of the year, he waited until March 11th, 2003, which was the lowest closing level for the S&P 500 that year. In 2004, he received another $2,000 and he waited to invest until the lowest time for that year, which was August 12th, 2004. And he did this every year for 20 years through 2022. Ashley Action, she took a simple, consistent approach. Every year she received her money. On the first trading day of the year, she always put the $2,000 immediately in the market. Matthew Monthly, he divided his $2,000 he got for the year into 12 equal portions, which he invested on the first trading day of every month also known as dollar cost averaging. Rosie Rotten, she, hence the name, had horrible luck. She invested her $2,000 at the worst possible time, quote unquote, which is the market peak, the highest point of the year. So for example, in 2003, she invested her money, her $2,000, at the highest level of the S&P 500, which was December 31st, 2003. In 2004, same deal. $2,000 she got, 
and she put it in the market on December 30th, 2004, which was the highest for the S&P for that year. So Rosie Rotten bought it every single all-time high possible. And then the last person, Larry Linger, he just put his money in cash investments because he didn't like stocks. Here's what the data showed us. After 20 years, these were their portfolio values. Peter, Peter Perfect, after 20 years, when he bought at the perfect time, the lowest possible point, his portfolio value was $138,044. Ashley Action, remember she just put her money in the market at the beginning of the year. Her portfolio was worth $127,506. Matthew Monthly, $124,248. Rosie Rotten, $112,292. And Larry Linger, a whopping $43,948. This shows that even though it is nearly statistically impossible to time the market perfectly at the bottom every single year and put all of your money in at once, Ashley Action, who just got her money in the market, time in the market, she only underperformed Peter Perfect by about $10,500 in total market value at the end of 20 years. So that's roughly $500 a year, give or take, that Peter did better than Ashley on average. And then Matthew Monthly, dollar cost average, his portfolio was 124000 which was just a little over $3,000 less than Ashley over 20 years. And then Rosie Rotten, who bought at the worst possible time at the market peak, her portfolio was still worth $112,000, which is about $15,000 less than Ashley. And then Larry, $43,000. we are not really going to talk about it anymore. Sorry, Larry, you didn't do too well. So Charles Schwab did this study for 78 rolling 20-year periods. So for example, from 1926 to 1945, 1927 to 1946, 1928 to 1947, you get the point. They did this dating back and starting in 1926. In 68 of the 78 periods that they tested, the rankings were exactly the same. Peter Perfect, then Ashley Action, then Matthew Monthly, then Rosie Rotten, then Larry Linger. And then the other 10 periods where the rankings were not the same, investing immediately, Ashley Action, just putting in the start of the year, never came in last. Ashley Action finished second place four of those 10 times, third place five of those times, in fourth place, only one of those times, which was from 1962 to 1981, which was one of the few extended periods of persistently weak equity markets. They also looked at this data with 30-year, 40-year, and 50-year time periods starting in 1926, minus a few instances where investing immediately swapped places with dollar cost averaging, all time periods followed the same pattern. It was perfect timing first, followed by investing immediately or dollar cost averaging, then bad timing, then never buying stocks. So what does this tell us? Number one, if you're Larry Linger and you're not buying stocks, historically speaking, again, none of this is predictive of the future, but historically speaking, Larry Linger, you don't do so well. So that's already off the case, right? That money is investable money. You don't want to be Larry Linger. The next thing is, number two, is that nobody is perfect. So we have to take Peter Perfect out of the equation, right? We have to take Peter Perfect out of the equation because nobody is Peter Perfect. It is statistically pretty much impossible. 
So that leaves us with Ashley Action, Matthew Monthly, and Rosie Rotten. What this study shows us and why I want to talk about it is because no matter if you lump sum invest, which statistically, which I'll have an episode on this, statistically outperforms dollar cost averaging about 60% of the time. But even if you lump sum invest or you dollar cost average or you're a rosy rotten and you buy at all time highs, the worst time possible, which I just posted an episode about this, why it's okay sometimes to buy at all time highs. But if no matter if you're one of those three people, your money is going to grow for you. If you do no stock market investments at all, Larry Linger sacrificed $68,000 compared to Rosie Rotten, who was the worst market timer ever in this study. No money invested is, is worse than having money invested. Even if you buy at the worst possible time at all time highs, your money is still going to grow statistically, historically speaking. And if you're going to lump some invest or you're going to dollar cost average, based on this study specifically, the differences are pretty minimal, right? If we go back to what I just mentioned, 127,000 versus 124,000, about a $3,000 difference over a 20 year time frame. Now, of course, if you're investing more than $2,000 a year, that is going to be a little bit bigger. And there's pros and cons to lump sum investing in terms of psychologically speaking compared to dollar cost averaging, which I'll talk about in a future episode. It might already be up when you're listening to this. But I just want to share with you that while nothing is guaranteed in the market, there's always a chance we could have another you know, period from the 60s to the 80s, like in this study where equity markets aren't doing so great. But if you take away a few periods over time, over a long time horizon, 20 years plus, no matter if you're the worst stock picker or the best in terms of timing of the market, your money is going to do pretty well. For me personally, every paycheck I get, I dollar cost average. And if I get a little bit of money, a lump sum somewhere, a bonus, something, I immediately lump sum it. I'm Ashley Action and I'm Matthew Monthly. And sometimes I'm rosy rotten. But at the end of the day, my goal is to continually get my money in the market because like I said at the beginning of this episode, time in the market beats timing the market. So it doesn't matter if I'm Ashley Action, Matthew Monthly, or Rosie Rotten, time in the market is my goal. My name is Colin, also known as The Decade Investor. If you enjoy the podcast, please be sure to rate it five stars. It helps it tremendously. But thank you all for listening and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.